Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I was grabbing a beer. Welcome to the Porch Talk Podcast, where three adults take a deep dive in everyday matters with their unapologetic and diverse perspectives. I'm Eric. Ezra, Brock Robe, elementary class of 06, valedictorian. Morgan, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cat mom. It's interesting that you almost questioned your own intro there, Ezra. Yeah, no, I was in the middle of it, and I was like, mm. then I kept going. You know how it goes. Yeah, we're back. Another week, as always. It is officially December, guys. It's the end of the year. Um, it's holiday season, Christmas cookies, Christmas movies, Hanukkah movies, because there was, I think there's one with Rugrats, um, holiday cards. Ezra, I can tell, I already know, you're a big-time holiday card. Like you're, you're a guy who loves to see a nice family wearing sweaters all together. Yeah, like, there's nothing that makes me happier than that lame shit. <laughs> so Do you guys I would... see my cats in sweaters? Yeah. Your cats are in sweaters? I sent it to the porch dog. Oh, I did see you sent something beforehand. Let me go look at that now and give you a real-time review. Oh, Baker Mayfield to the Rams. That, yeah, he definitely hates that sweater. Other one's chilling. Yeah, it's clear that you've already switched up on Sweet Cheeks, just so, just so everybody knows. It's definitely not. Um, not true at all. Sweet Cheeks had already found a way to take off his sweater, though, so I'm pretty upset. I do have a question, because I have heard a lot of this Sweet Cheeks switch-up talk. Is it true that you haven't fed Sweet Cheek in days now that you've got this new cat? <laughs> it's definitely not true, mm. and now they have an automatic feeder, so. Oh, gotcha. And he's still not getting it. Yeah, That's like, crazy. I didn't know if the automatic feeder was for him or for Prince and the Stray. I didn't know if Sweet Cheeks was allowed to use that. Mm, yeah, well, Sweet Cheeks is actually a little bit overweight, so don't worry, he's being fed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Likely story. Yeah. Just a quick thought. Uh, are you guys pro or anti Spotify wrapped? I like it. I like to know what I listen to for the year. Do you like seeing other people Spotify wrapped? Um, I do, but not for the reasons you would think. I like seeing it because I think I've got a little bit of hate in me regardless. <laughs> and I like knowing what lame shit niggas are listening to. So, like, I know to, like, don't be in a car with you. Or, like, I seen somebody... And theirs was like Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, Isaiah Rashard, Don Don Tolliver. And I was like, yeah, like you probably pretend to be the deepest person in the world. I don't even want to have conversation with you after this. I was uh, I was shocked at how much music I listened to. Apparently I listened to like 48,000 minutes of music. Yeah, I think I was at a uh, 71. Honest. Yeah, I think I was at 71. But I drive a lot now and I'm always kind of tapped into music. Um. Before Morgan tells us if she likes or dislike, I do want to shout out Rob Henson. Um, Rob Henson, his rapped number one artist was Kanye West. Do with that what you will, Frank <laughs> Canadenses. <laughs> He's a father, two kids. Yeah, two father kids. of two kids, camp counselor. Like, come on, at some point, y'all got to put your foot down. Uh, he worked at a Jewish summer camp. Oh, my. Yeah, come God. on, come on. <laughs> mine is sort of annoying because i have to play so much music for other people when they do cryotherapy Mm. so literally my first song was taylor swift wildest dreams i saw that should get a a store phone to it every single day she does cryo and she does cryo every single day yeah why don't you have a store phone or like a store account. You can make the free one. Look into that for like next year so your shit is better. Um, free first topic. Morgan does have something, so we're about to get surprised with it now. Yeah, I mean, it's not the best, but I just like, okay. So you know how I got Prince? By the way, his name is now Prince Henry. Because, and this will this story will lead into that. Um so I've been asking the girl I got him from forever for his paperwork. So like when I take him to the vet, like they have a record of all his shots. Um, and she like keeps kind of like dodging my question and like responding like super late. And it's like, oh, well, the girl I got him, like I keep asking her. Um, she's on vacation. She'll let me know when she gets back, whatever. So we're a month after. No, since I've been 
since I've got him, I've been asking. And she finally responds. And it's like, hey, girl, sorry, but um, she thinks that her mom threw away the paperwork. But you can call the Atlanta Humane Society and ask about a cat named Henry. And I'm like, I text her. I was like, well, that's kind of annoying. Like, what am I supposed to, like, you really think I'm going to call Atlanta Humane and be like, um, hi, do you have paperwork for a cat named Henry? Like, yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? And I was like, did you never take him to the vet? I was about to say, that's your answer. Paperwork was never thrown away. She just assumed, I'm assuming, that you would stop pressing her for this once she gave you a couple of vague answers. And then when she saw you were going to keep pressing her, she was probably like, well, she's going to need something. And the only paperwork I'm going to be able to provide would be that from the Humane Society since I never took it to the vet. But it would probably be like odd or embarrassing for her to call and then be like, hey, by the way, can I get this paperwork? Because depending on how old that cat is, they're going to have some questions like, hey, yo, like, why the fuck you never took this cat to the vet since you had it? Yeah. And then she just, like, she didn't respond to that one text after I sent that. So now I'm kind of like, I have I keep seeing her Instagram stories and I really just want to unfollow her. Yeah, no, nah, she's definitely ducking you intentionally. Also, it sounds like you got a cat off, like, the black market for real. Yeah, it's pretty sketchy what's going on there. Yeah, but that's why his name is now Prince Henry. Mm. I was actually going to ask you that because I was thinking about this the other day. So this actually ties in good to your first topic. Do you have to, like, register your cat, like, in the county or in the city of Atlanta? Yeah. Like, Sweet Cheeks is registered. He's microchipped under me. Yeah, so I was going to ask, like, how how do you transfer that stuff? Well, that's why I wanted to get the paperwork for him so I could like get that all done. Yeah, it sounds like she never like registered this pet either. Not well, and then she did she never told me that he had a owner before her. And I'm like this what? poor cat is in his third household and he's like less than 8 months old. Yeah, y'all going crazy. <laughs> y'all what the fuck? <laughs> oh. They running a cat meal. But now he's, you know, in a better place. So what do you intend to do? Just take him to the vet and tell him to get the full nine yards? Hell no. I'm going to tell her she needs to figure it out. or she's That girl's not figuring out. I was going to say, so one of you going to end up blocked by the other. It, that's going to be like the end of it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, or you can pay for his first visit. Hey, not yeah, I was going to say, either way, he's going to end up with you blocked for real. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to hear from that girl, and you're not going to get any money from yeah, that girl. Money was crazy. <laughs> well, I'm going to try it. <laughs> Definitely try it, and then let us know how how long it takes for you to realize you've been blocked. Um, we got a big docket today. Uh, we're doing a dating focus episode, but I just want to let everybody know, if you came here to listen to us talk about Coach Prime going to Colorado, that will be talked about towards the end of the episode. As always, there is timestamps in whatever podcast description. But with that being said, our first topic. Good sex had me in a relationship I didn't agree to. Yes, sir. Shout out Ray Vaughn, by the way. That's his bar. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, fuck, you're not wrong. So, yeah, just like that simple. Y'all think y'all ever, like, had a hookup, a friends with benefit that just happened to turn into, like, y'all dated for a little? And it was solely because, like, sex was good and you was hanging out with each other a lot? I don't think I ever had one where I it turned into a relationship, but there was definitely one where it was going on for a while, and I was definitely like, I, I like, she was like, listen, it's got to be one or the other. And I was like, oh, I'm going to camp. Fuck, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, camp will get you out of some things. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it turned into, like, a toxic situationship. Yeah. For sure. I think I had something similar once. It was, like, a summer fling type. And then it just ended up, like, ah, we can carry this into the fall. And then it was, like, wait a second. Like, what are we doing? I don't even like you. Uh, That's crazy, though. There's definitely some people. I mean, do you think there's any that have led to, like, a marriage? 
For sure. I think so, honestly. Because if you get around at like certain age, I feel like the age I'm going to put is like your 30s for real. And like you got like a consistent friend with benefit type situation. You like that individual. Y'all be hanging out, maybe grabbing food. But the only reason y'all really link is because like y'all fucking. Yeah, that's probably the sole reason because y'all fucking. And a lot of and imagine people, if you accidentally get pregnant. Ugh, come on now. We're not talking about kids. We just talking about sex. What the fuck? I know, but if you're having sex with them a lot no, that's and true. you guys are kind of in a relationship and then you get pregnant, it's like, okay, well, fuck it, let's get married. I I know people, I don't think they'll ever admit it. I know people who friends of mine or former coworkers that were with their people for like a year, two years. And it was solely because they had good sex. And at some point you're having sex, you're always with each other. It's like, eh, we pretty much dating. So we might as well put a title on it. And then that's kind of what you just ended up doing. But like outside of like the sex, there was no real relationship there. It was solely based off y'all fuck. How do you do that, dude? You start going through the motions. Think of think of if you've got any friend or coworker who's got a significant other who likes them way more than the other person. Like one person is in it for the relationship and they like that person so much. They're working on being a good boyfriend, a good girlfriend. And it seemed like the other person is just like routinely sucks. Yeah. He and that, he or she is in that relationship because you know what? They was fucking, they enjoyed fucking. They was fucking well. At some point, she was like, no, if I'm going to keep giving you this, or if I, he was like, if I'm going to keep giving you this, we got to have a title. They start dating solely because they're still fucking, and the rest is history. What a sad, sad life. No, truly. And it all you can, you can tell from afar. It truly be the ones who are like such good people, and like they're so in love, but their partner is just so shitty. And it's like, bro, bro, like, to the girl or the guy, why are y'all in this? And they don't really have a reason for being in it. They're like, it just happened. You know, it's just like, we're just doing it. And then like, next thing you know, it's like, we got to do something. And I guess now it's two years later, you know? Keep an eye on them niggas who was friends first. Guys and girls who was friends first and then they start dating. Yeah, they in that relationship because sex is good. Outside of that, they not compatible. They morals is different. They priorities is different. I'm trying to think if I know anybody off the top of my head who... I know people who've been dating or stayed together for various other reasons, but I don't know about just for sex as one. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Um, different dating topic, though. A little bit different vibes. Could you date someone who doesn't drink at all? Absolutely not. What an alcoholic, dude. Jesus Christ. I can't even lie. Oh my gosh. When I am talking to a guy, and we're talking about, uh, like, meeting up for the first time and he's like eh, i don't really drink i'm like what so what the fuck are we supposed to do for the first date and then if he says he doesn't smoke either then i'm like are you just such a loser well, okay <laughs> like do one or the other so like at least i can i can date a guy who at least does one but if you do neither it's just you're going to look at me like I'm some type of party animal. I do not think that I could. Um, yeah, I don't think I could date somebody who didn't drink because I do drink. I enjoy drinking and I wouldn't want it to ever because they don't drink. I wouldn't want it to ever get to the point where they're like thinking I'm some raging alcoholic because I drink and have fun because I feel like they would come to that conclusion sooner being that they do not drink. I think the really big key with that would be the person that you're dating who doesn't drink, they can't be judgmental about it. Like, and I, I mean, unless you're like a full blown alcoholic who's just like not going to work and blowing a bunch of money. But if you just like like to drink on the weekends or with like people, like they can't judge you and like give you a bunch of shit for it because that's that's what could be the downfall. Like, it could work, but if they're judging you the whole time and you know the next day you're hungover and they're like. Pfft, had a rough night like maybe you should cut back a little it's like all right let's relax here yeah that's true like it could be nice to always have a dd but <laughs> no 
I feel like they would feel you. Your partner would feel used. Like, like that would almost be worse. Like that would be the only no, reason it'd be cool. Like if you could drive and then still have a yeah. good time being sober every single time we go out. Like yeah, but like sober people be getting annoyed by drunks. So I doubt they're gonna have a good time. I honestly, I feel like there would be a lot of fighting in that relationship if one of you drinks and the other doesn't. I, the DD aspect's probably going to be a fight. I think you're going to fight over her or him thinking you drank a lot when in reality you don't think you do. And then I just think hanging out is going to be like lame. Like you can't go to no breweries. You can't go to no wineries for real. Cause like, what the fuck are they going to do for fun there? Ask for a sweet tea. Like, come on. Or like imagine sitting at home and you guys are having a community day and you're drinking like wine nonstop and like, getting a little giggly and he's sitting there like just like blank face like bitch stop drinking we're supposed to be just having a nice chill day at home ew what the yeah, fuck gross yeah you go out to eat and you want like a fucking you want a fucking martini with dinner and now there do you gotta get a drink every time we go like <laughs> shut up nah fuck no I couldn't do it or like you want a shot and they're like don't you think that's a little much? No. You you also, I feel like I would also get annoyed because somebody who doesn't drink, if I do drink and they don't drink, they're probably going out of their way whenever we go somewhere to announce that they don't mm. drink. I would probably get sick of hearing this spiel. Yeah, you order a cocktail and like the waiter or waitress is like, uh, anything for you? And they're like, oh, oh, I, I don't drink. Um, I, I, I've never drank. I don't drink. I don't like to. It's... He can drink, don't worry, but I just, I don't drink. All right. I don't need to drink to have fun. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Hey, come on. It's not even, I hate that because it's like, it's not about having fun, but it does just enhance the experiences on occasion. Everybody who has ever said that they don't need a drink to have fun, they do also not need to drink to ruin the fun because that's what they're doing. Yeah, like, I, I was thinking about this, like, we when we went out to Mardi Gras last year and it was like a great time. I was like, dude, I could not imagine being here sober. Like this would be terrible. Like, so you need to drink. for. Oh, I, I probably wouldn't even want to go to a sporting event and be sober for real. Sure. Like, unless it's, unless it's like my team and it's like some super critical game. And then I'm gonna watch it at home. We all know that. But like, if I'm out at a sporting event, I don't want to be sober around all these degenerates. No, better to be drunk, dude. Then people, you know, you just have it. You just have a good time. You're on the same level with people. You bond. Like, dude, we went to we went to like a hockey game, and I just started some random guy just started talking to me, bought me a beer, and I was like, "This is incredible!" Like, shout out to you. Yeah. Fucking! I remember when I went to a UFC fight. This is when I was like back in college. I wasn't even twenty one yet, um, and I was sitting there, and like these guys like next to us, they, they were just hammered. They were just buying me drinks all night, and it's just like it, drinking brings people together, man. It brings people together. Oh, it absolutely does. Speaking of bringing people together and maybe causing people not to grow. Do you think falling in love young stunts individual growth? Yo, this came to me like something I never had. It hit me out of nowhere. I was watching a podcast and the shorty was talking about it. And she was pretty much like talking about like her life skills and experience. And was saying that like she fell in love at like 20, has a family, has kids and like she loves that. But she thought that that studded her growth because she fell in love young. And the more and more I thought about that for like two days, because at first it was just going to be a question of the day and not a podcast topic. The more and more I thought about that, I was like, what in the fuck? Like, she might truly be on to something. Because you fall in love young. I feel like just in relationships, you're taught that you can't be selfish. So if you fall in love with someone like 17, 18, start talking family and whatnot, you're always going to be like selfless. You're always going to have your priorities like relationship focused. You may never have been able to do the things that you deem that you wanted solely for yourself. And at the same time, you might have to put other priorities for yourself on the back burner because maybe your man or your woman got to move for their job. Maybe you got to do this because they're going somewhere for school. Maybe something with their family came up. So you got to be there for them through that. 
I think I'm of the mindset now that falling in love young does stunt individual growth. Is there a cap on age that you're going to put that at? I'm going to say anything before 25. I feel like from 18 to 17 to 18 to 25 as an adult, you've had seven years to explore, to experience, to find yourself, whatever you want to call it. Falling in love before then, I think can rob you of that. And rob you of this doesn't mean you're going to be miserable and have a horrible life. Because some people, that although they may not have grown, like they might not have had a lot of personal growth, they are happy in the role that they have. They have a happy marriage. They have a happy family. So you can still be happy and have had falling in love stunt your personal growth. Yeah. I think the important thing is just the people know, like, it's not a black and white issue. Like it's never definitive. Like there are so many factors. Cause I do think that that that's definitely a possibility. Like there's some people um, that I'm friends with who like are very religious and like, I've seen their friends, like, you know, classic get married at like 18 just so they can like, let's be real, have sex, um, have a baby. And I'm like, brother, you didn't even get to experience life. And you're just throwing yourself into like a very serious responsibility. And I was like, I don't think that's great. But I can also see classic examples which came to my head. How I Met Your Mother, Lily and Marshall get engaged. Um, spoilers, I guess. And then Lily eventually calls off the engagement and goes to San Francisco to pursue art because that's what she's always wanted. And then she was like, this sucked. Like, it wasn't always greener on the other side. So it's kind of a twofold situation there. Where sometimes I think people are like, oh, if I was single, like I would have been doing X, Y, Z. And it's like, well, if you're in a good relationship, you should have the ability to also pursue your outside interests and individual stuff. But also, it's like, you can say that, but maybe you're just not that guy, pal. And you're just, yeah. you, you don't have it in you to make those things that you actually think you want to do, and you're not going to follow through with it. Yeah, and some people are like, I think that society has taught us, like I said, to be like selfless within relationships, whereas like not falling in love young allows you to be a little selfish. By being selfless and like prioritizing a relationship, some people, they might come to a crossroad where it's, I can do this for myself. I know this is only going to benefit me, but this is something I wanted, something I wanted to accomplish, something I wanted to experience. Or I can go left and we can make this move for this relationship. And this benefits both of us to a degree. And I'll be giving up everything that I wanted on the right hand side. And they're thinking that, you know what? I've got to come second to my relationship. The relationship is priority, and that's what they do. So you can get caught in some tricky situations. That's why a lot of um, like women, um, they'll marry someone, especially if they have like money or you know they just have like a really good job, and then they take on the caregiver role like right away, and then ten years later, they're like both of them are unhappy they're headed towards a divorce and now the woman has like no skills nothing to really take her to the outside world and like you know make her successful and then she's full of resentment but it's because Morgan, let me oh go ahead oh i was gonna ask you you said you know i remember an episode not too long ago where you were like you were in a serious relationship for a couple of years and now like you've been living your life you're single like, do you think that time that you were in that relationship during your younger years, like, stunted you at all? Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, like, especially in high school. Like, I didn't do, I mean, I was a good girl anyways, but, like, I didn't go out partying. Like, I was just, like, pretty boring in high school, honestly. I always think back and I'm like, eh, I wish I would have had some like partying experience before I went to college. So I would have been able to know like my limits more when I went there. Um, so little things like that, but for the most part, if I would have stayed in a relationship, I probably would have missed out on a lot compared to like me breaking up with a guy and then having a chance to actually experience younger years of like being single yeah, I definitely I definitely get that. I guess the question, because when I asked, I got a lot of feedback. What what do we think is needed to help people not help? 
What do we think is needed for those individuals to avoid their personal growth being stunted if they fall in love young outside of just telling them don't fall in love young? Really yeah, I'm telling you right now. Take time. Don't to start families. families. Oh, abs- absolutely take your time with families. Because that's something you can't really, unless you want to be deemed like gutter, garbage, trash, like any of that, that's something you can't just get rid of. Like the family here to stay. So take your yeah, time. Yeah, you need to like prioritize your own like self time. You can't always be involved with each other 24-7. Like, you guys need to dedicate time to yourselves to venture into your own interests. Or else, then you're just going to be stuck. I was speaking to someone who does feel like she's stuck now, just in her current... Not, like, stuck with her man, but, like, stuck in this predicament of, like, she's been stunted. And she was pretty much saying that, like, she moved away from her family to be with him because she was like two or three years younger and he was going to get his master's. And at that time it was like, I can like go with you or we can, I can stay here and we're probably not going to last. And she didn't want to lose him because you know, young love. So she put her education on hold, got a regular job, um, got pregnant and then married soon after that. Now Shorty is 26 with two kids doesn't have the degree she wanted. Her life is going like nowhere near what she wanted it to. And it all came down to that moment when she was at that fork in the road where she was in love. He was leaving States to go pursue a master's. She was only going into the sophomore year of school. And it was like, Hey, yo, one of these is more important and I can get in a school out there. Life happened. It never happened. She prioritized the relationship first, stunted her personal growth. I mean, those are tough decisions, and who knows how it would have turned out if things had went different. But I do, I just, the like, I have a lot of friends I know who have kids, like, young, and I'm like, brother. Like, I'm thinking about my life and, like, what I'm trying to do and, like, advance and, like, even just, like, in my career. And, like, I mean, we're going to be moving again soon. It's like, dude, if you had, a, like, if we had a kids and shit, like, I couldn't even imagine trying to do this. Like, that's just such a big undertaking like oh man i just don't don't rush to grow a family man that absolutely also it's hard because everybody has their own priorities and you've got to then decide where your priorities lie when it comes to relationship amongst your other priorities that's also something you probably got to talk over with your significant other where y'all value your relationship in each of your priorities But we've got to, we've almost got to debunk this narrative that being selfless is behooving great relationships. Because at some point, you've got to be selfish for yourself and your wants and needs. I would rather you be selfish and happy five years down the road than you were selfless. You were happy for a few months, a few years. And that set you up for failure, and now you're resentful because of that decision you made. You gotta communicate. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be like selfless, you also need to communicate when issues. Like, don't be afraid to communicate about when issues pop up because it's a lot better to talk about them when they're on a low level compared to like you're saying five years down the road when it's been boiling, and then you spring it on your significant other who had no idea this whole time, and you're like, "Well, how do you not notice like the signs?" And it's like. Listen, just fucking communicate and like this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, closed mouths don't get fed. You do have to, at some point, you got to open your mouth and tell somebody something. So definitely communicate. And I was just thinking this as well. You can't always be the individual within that relationship being selfless. Like, you can't be the one who put college on hold, who moved away, who doesn't talk to their parents as much, all these other aspects, who doesn't have a job right now, who. We only got one car, so he's got the car. You can't be that individual who always seems to be being selfless within the relationship because resentment is building, and it's building fast. Another another trinket of advice. Don't, don't not go to college because you're dating someone. Don't stop going to college because you're dating someone. No, I definitely agree. 
like that thinking about like oh if you had like two years and then like someone's like oh I'm moving across the country and you're gonna go and just not go like and then you got like two years left like that would be crazy because like it's hard to go back man especially trying to trans I mean you know trying to transfer credits is a bitch oh absolutely my um <laughs> high school boyfriend wanted to do that well first he wanted to find a college to go to together which he went d3 and i went d1 so yeah um but then he was like after i had committed he was like i'll just play two years here and then i'll try and be a walk-on like, oh brother <laughs> i mean to be fair he probably could have walked on a delaware for whatever sport that was not for basketball oh yeah well, I mean, Maybe team's football. Not football definitely i could have walked on yeah yeah i mean college is certainly a transition for sure speaking of other transitions yeah. could you date a trans individual that clearly switched to the gender you're attracted to no and i'll tell you why not because i have anything against trans people Maybe. but especially for a female who transitions to a man mm-hmm. the dick is not going to be big at all you can have it right like, if you get your own yeah dick. you can request your dick size no you can't yeah you no i'm telling you you kid like they have penis enlargement surgeries and everything like you can pay for a bigger yeah. dick is that the only reason so because you think the dick would be small well, it would just, I mean, I just wouldn't do it regardless, but that would be, that's like a huge contributor. Mm, I'm not going to lie, Morgan. That sounds terrible. What the f- If he had a big dick and he also had a gun, <laughs> does that change anything? Damn, she's what? Wait, what did you say? If he has a big dick and he has a gun, does that change anything? No, because I still think they look like pretty feminine. Do you? Like, also, I just... You know, I just want a, a man. Oh, not you're saying they're not <laughs> men. Oh, they're going to eat her up. They're going to get her. She's done. Stop. <laughs> you heard it I'm here trying, first. I'm trying to look up this penis size. Trans individuals are not men to Morgan. That's- <laughs> she wants a man. Oh. <laughs> Does this mean that you couldn't be friends with trans females because you want your female friends to be women? Uh, oh, God. We're on her today. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. I knew she was going to say this. Those... This whole question was a Is that how you picked this? This whole question was a date because <laughs> I knew she was going to say exactly this. Okay. But can someone show me an article that talks about the penis size? Because... Um... <laughs> Have you seen Love Don't Judge? Like I'm, I'm reading the typical size will be five to six inches. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Love Don't Judge? Like the little snap stories about like awkward love stories? It's a little yeah. series. Yeah, there's a trans individual there on one of the episodes that talks about how he was able to pick his size because with extra money, just like you can get a surgeon to give you a penis enlargement, you can just ask for bigger when you go in to get the reconstruction. Mm. I mean, I feel like that would be easy because you're just kind of like yeah, already from scratch, basically. Yeah, you're already like starting from nothing, so that's easier. Wait, than okay. So do trans people even come? What? Hey, yo, Morgan, God, dog, what the fuck? They're still people. <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Oh, like, um, I have no clue. I have no clue. Person transitions to a man, like, are they gonna be able to blast my face? <laughs> Um, is that what you're looking you, for? <laughs> her two concurrences, <laughs> the dick's not going to be big enough and can they blast her face? <laughs> uh, um, I think, without being super informed, I think they can spray. I just don't know if it's like baby goo, for real. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they can't. They cannot produce a ejaculate, unfortunately. Oh, so yeah, your face gonna have to just get spit on for the time being. So there's never any cum. No, but I feel like if you really wanted to get blasted in the face, if you paid extra, they could probably put like a little, like a fill it up, and then you could like squeeze it out. You know. I'm just okay. Well, would you guys? You said what? 
Would you guys? Would we what? Are you asking if we would date uh, a trans individual that clearly switched their to our gender that we're attracted to? Yeah. Um. No. I do think they're getting good because I did see a uh, transitioned woman the other day on Instagram. And I only seen it because I was watching the Love Don't Judge story. And then I put up her Instagram and I saw the boy pictures of her and the female picture of her now. These doctors are getting good at making these women female presenting. But no, I'd have no interest. What I will say, though, I've got no interest for my own religious reasons and my like, no, nigga, what the fuck reasons. But (laughs) (laughs) but what I would say is I have never had or used a pocket pussy. Sadly, I have heard they are amazing. I'm assuming a constructed vag is just like a pocket pussy on steroids. So it could be hitting on something. I'm not going to find out. But like if somebody (laughs) does know, just hit us up. Fucking not a. P- <laughs> There's so much for that answer. <laughs> I'll have to ask the boys. I'm pretty sure they uh bought a pocket pussy back in the day. They, have to ask they them did, anymore. and they loved it. <laughs> we'll have to get a review from them. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably not gonna. Probably not. Um, and I'll probably leave it there because I don't want to get canceled like Morgan. Did. No, Morgan is super careful. <laughs> he said, "I want a man." Actually, <laughs> damn. Okay, the blast so on the face was a wild card. You have to give a reason. What was that? You have to give a reason. Mm. I have to give a reason. I'm just going to uh, bank off of um, religious reasons like Ezra didn't leave it at that. There you go. You're not religious. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a floating re- religious mm. person. When it benefits you, it yeah. seems. Yeah, the worst kind. <laughs> Oh. All right, let's uh, dive into it. Is the holiday season? Um, we've talked about like not giving cliche things, but I, I think it's important that we talk about you know a gift giving guy for people that are dating. You know, certain levels of budgets, um, trash gifts not to get people. You know, does the size of the gift depend on how long you've been dating someone? What's a good you know amount you don't want to overprice, and then you know. It's you're on different levels of gifts, that kind of stuff. I haven't bought him a gift for any guy in like years, so I don't know. But honestly, I'm a pretty like I love giving gifts. I don't think like I'd really have a limit. Like obviously I wouldn't get the guy a car, but um like my ex that I dated for like three months, I got him a really nice watch, which was like hundreds of dollars. Would you, are you a believer in like, or both of you guys, I guess, believers in like, let's say you're dating someone, like you guys set like a limit for like the amount that you, like the max that both of you should go to like keep it at that level? No. I've seen minimums and that's more like in like family gift giving settings to set a maximum. Like that would be like super broke boy for real. Like nigga, if you set in a maximum. That just let me know you don't got no money. You, I need to see you washing cars in the neighborhood, waving somebody's leaves. Like, get it together. Like, how do you propose that? Hey, by the way, I don't think we should spend over fifty dollars this year. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I'd, I'd laugh. Um, what about? I'm trying to think of other things. Like, is there like a significant step up for you guys depending on the time of dating? Like, let's see, you've only been dating for a month. You're not going to get some crazy gift compared to you've been dating for like a year or two. I think the longer you date. The, def- the gift quality, I think, gets better. But I'm, like, kind of that guy when it comes to gift giving. I can't cap. Like, uh, I'm kind of that guy. Um, outside of that, I think a mix of quality and quantity improves the longer you date. Like, at first, it might be, like, a one-gift type thing. And then it might be, like, two or three gifts. Could turn into, like, one real nice gift with a couple of side gifts. Yeah, I think you're starting to give more and better the longer you date somebody. Because then you start throwing in just like some, like at first you're trying to like kind of impress them. So it's like something real nice, probably just one real nice thing. But as time goes on, you're getting like something nice. But you're also throwing in some like, "Mm, this is something you mentioned. You might need this. I heard you talking about you wanted this. So you're just like throwing in shit as well. 
Yeah, kind of like stacks or kind of like, all right, we can start throwing this stuff in, that stuff in. Definitely, I would say, I would, I'm not opposed to jewelry for like birthdays or V-days. Christmas, I think it's kind of strange to a degree. I think I actually did give jewelry. No, I might have been for a birthday last year, so we might be straight. Christmas, not as big. Um, also, I don't really love Unless you've been dating for like a while, I don't really like giving clothes to somebody because unless you've been dating for a while, I feel like you never really know somebody's style at first. So like gifting them a hoodie or just like crew neck that they might not like ever wear and then you waiting to see them put it on. Yeah, don't love that. I hated getting clothes as a kid to the point that like everybody knows not to buy me clothes because it's like I never liked it. Like I was always like I don't like this, like whatever, I'm not going to wear this. It just sits there. I'm like let's not waste money. Let's not waste time on this kind of shit. Oh, absolutely. My mom has great taste, so I don't mind clothes. Once my boyfriend got me, he used to work at Under Armour. So he had like the Under Armour discount and he would always get me all these workout things back when I was an athlete. So like it was useful, but it would always be colors that I hated. Like I like pink, but I don't wear pink. Mm. It would be like the hottest pink, um, like long sleeve Under Armour shirt. And I would be like, oh. What's the best gift y'all think y'all given a significant other? The watch. Oh. And then I broke up with him like two weeks later. Okay. Why? I even got my gift. I was so upset. Did you ask for the watch back? No, I ended up taking him to court. <laughs> what? For a watch? No, because he broke into my apartment. Oh, uh, while wearing the watch. <laughs> no, but he did wear the watch to court. It was pretty crazy. Hey, that's what <laughs> Already in your head. I was like, Fuck him if he wears this watch, and then he did. That's hilarious. Yeah, it would have been great if he got a bunch of compliments on the watch too. He's like, "Oh yeah, I just picked it up at some place not too long ago. You know, no big deal." He got me um, a diamond tennis necklace. Mm. I know, but I broke up with him before I got it. Like, I wish I would have gotten that. And then why did you break up with him before that? I didn't know he got it for me. Mm. When did you give him this watch? Yeah, I was like, but then he sold it back so he could buy a lawyer. Smart. How did the breaking go? No. How did the breaking case go? Well, he like I woke up. No, not I don't give a fuck about the breaking. How did the court case go? Oh, I won. The judge. Yeah, the judge was like. After reading everything you've done to this girl, you're lucky I don't put you away mm. forever. Should have got a better lawyer. Should have thrown. That I mean, I had recordings of him admitting to everything. Maybe if he would have thrown the watch in with the tennis necklace as a kicker, could have got a better lawyer. Would have won. No, he wouldn't have. I had so much proof. I literally brought a binder and recordings. Did you go to civil or criminal court? I don't know. I guess civil. Did you get some money out of this? I don't know. Is that what civil means? Yeah. I just went to the cops for a restraining order. Oh, this whole yeah. thing was just for a restraining order? Nigga, we won. <laughs> <laughs> we got a watch and the only thing we got hit was with a restraining order? Come on. And I didn't get an, a diamond necklace. Yeah, now nah, you definitely fumbled that bag. I know. I always like wear outfits. I'm like, damn. I wish I had that that tennis necklace. But his his gift was like low key kind of racist because he was kind of racist. Honestly, I hate to um, hear that you dated a racist. <laughs> um, Is this the guy who made you learn how to make green bean casserole? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but like, Jesus. he got me a a whole like tracksuit. It was apparently like a pink tracksuit and like a diamond necklace. What's this was... guy's obsession with pink? Did you not tell him that you didn't like pink? Oh no, the pink was an the Under Armour pink was a, a different boyfriend. It was my high school sweetheart. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. I really feel like a lot of men don't realize that a lot of women don't love the color pink. So maybe just stop buying. I'm gonna pink tell you right things. now. 
a red flag might be a shorty who say pink her favorite color. Honestly. Like, come on. Like, pink is pretty. I I do love pink. But I don't like wearing pink. Like, literally anyone who knows me knows I mostly wear black. But never pink. We're going to switch topics, switch vibes. We're going to get into top five this week's top five. Did I win top five Provided- last week, by the way? Uh, we're about only halfway through the poll. You are currently leading right yes, now. Yes, sir. If you go back to back, that'd be yeah, big. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm a three P. Jordan on my bullshit. Back on my bullshit. Uh, Whoa. I'm last. Yeah, dumb nigga. You are last. Yeah, quesadilla just not getting the people going apparently. But yeah, this week, um, Ezra recommended it. I think we're going to try to do like holiday theme stuff. So if anybody listening has any ideas, we're going to obviously take them into consideration. Um, but this week we are doing top five Christmas movies. Ezra did write down a list, uh, a little spoiler alert. So. You yeah, know, I definitely wrote no my list deal. down because I feel like the beginning I was going off the top of the head and niggas was getting me. But this is about to be three back to back where I watched you whack ass niggas. So, um... Friday after next, best Christmas movie ever made. Like, come on, I, it's Friday after next. Come on, um, Grinch who stole Christmas at number two. Who doesn't like the Grinch who stole Christmas? This Christmas at number three, you cannot beat a Chris Brown Christmas theme. Come on now, what are we doing? The Preacher's Wife at number four. Some of y'all ain't seen this. The Preacher's Wife, Denzel, Young Denzel, come on. And um, the last one is Almost Christmas. Almost Christmas is a little newer, but it actually goes crazy. Quick, decisive. You got to start writing things down more more often. I feel like even your, your presentation was better. Thank you. Thank you. Well, for me, number one. Boo! My bad. <laughs> the Christmas movie. What? Two, The Grinch You Stole Christmas. Or how the Grinch stole Christmas, technically. Three, Polar Express. Oh no! <laughs> it's a great movie, especially when they bring out the hot chocolate. Something about the animation style is just so weird. Santa Claus. Five, Home Alone. Can I ask a question? No. Why is none of your list ever black? Can I get answers on that? There's no Friday. There's no this Christmas. Like at some, there's no preacher's wife. At some point, I gotta ask, what the fuck? Okay, well you can ask that. You can go ahead, Eric. Um, I have a question. What did you say your number one was? Did you say the Christmas movie? Yes, a classic. What the fuck is the Christmas movie? Or Christmas story? Sorry. Oh, put it how she said it. (laughs) No, Christmas story. Number one, this is a this is a family thing. My dad used to make us watch it every year, and it's it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, number two, I'm surprised. Uh, I, I'm not surprised that Ezra didn't have this. I'm surprised that Morgan didn't include this. Uh, Elf is a classic. Oh, I love Elf. Yeah, um, I have to agree. Uh, you know, whatever the Grinch movie of. Stole whoever stole Christmas or whatever that's on there. Uh, a Christmas Story is number four for me, and number five, Love Actually, classic rom com. Get the Christmas vibes. Love love everything about it. I'm not gonna lie, those lists weren't giving what I needed it to, but <laughs> I was expecting things like this from y'all. I'm glad I could live up to your expectations. Same. Definitely honorable mention for me is Elf. Out of all the movies you left out, the one that's honorable mention is Elf. That's crazy. Oh my god, oh, what the fuck? Should have replaced the Polar Express with Elf. The Polar Express is amazing. The Nightmare Before Christmas, some people call it a Christmas movie. What? Ooh. Ooh, Black Christmas. Have you seen that? No, I have to look this up now to think about it. Black Christmas is a horror movie. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, or Jack Frost. We're not like, we're, this is a joke at this point. This has <laughs> got to be a joke. Oh my gosh, Jack Frost was so sad though when the dad died. Have you right seen? Away. And then turned to a snowman. Have you seen The Preacher's Wife? I did as a kid. 
And like that's not like in the Christmas rotation. No, not this so. Christmas. You don't put this Christmas in the Christmas. I rotation? do love this Christmas. Nah, like you ain't even give an honorable mention. I know everything I need to about you. Everything. Some recent ones that are good. Oh, shout out to the holiday. Um, trying to think of. There's been some new ones. There was one, a couple of that dropped like in the recent years, like Love Hard. On I think it was on Netflix was decent. Um, Happiest Season was decent. I know that animated movie like Claws or whatever was pretty. I know there's one that's coming out right now with like David Fincher's like uh, killing fucking Santa Claus. Um, Miracle on 34th Street, Jungle All the Way. Ooh, Jingle yeah. All the Way. Uh, Deck the Halls, Four Christmases, Harold and Kumar, a very a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Oh, Christmas Office Party would make my honorable mention. That don't go crazy. Mm. All right, let's get into, some would say, the biggest news story um, of the week. This is Porch Talk Sports Talk, but Morgan, feel free to jump into this also. Uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, leaving Jackson State, accepting the job at Boulder. Um, so he will be at Colorado this upcoming season. A lot of people upset about this. Um, a lot of people are supporting. It's really mixed. It's really split down the middle, honestly. Um, I think those who are upset aren't really tapped in. A lot of people are saying, like, what he did for HBCU is, like, all discredited now since he left and – he was talking about changing the culture of HBCUs, but now he's left. I say we give credit where credit is due. He was there for three years. He turned a program that was in the basement of the SWAC into two-time SWAC champions and a 12-0 and team. He got them a new athletic facility. They renovated the field and the weight room. Their stadium, like their facilities were like gutter before he got there. He's leaving them with something way better. They've got, I think, a 10-year Under Armour deal that's still honored. Um, they did have some success. As, excuse me. He was never going to be able to compete against the Power Fives at Jackson State. And I think as long as he keeps HBCUs on some of his schedules at Colorado, which he says he's intending to do, so play one or two HBCUs a season, I think that still gives him the notoriety and he's laid the blueprint of what to do. I think he deserves it. I think he'll be great for Colorado. I think Colorado will run the Pac-12 soon enough or whatever it's going to be, the Pac whatever. Um, I do think that there is a valid argument that he's leaving the cupboard bare at Jackson State, though, because he already told him, my son's quarterback, and if y'all want to get in the transfer portal, do that because I'm bringing my guys with me. The Stars? The sophomore juniors on that Jackson State team with eligibility, yeah, they come in to Colorado. The transfers yeah. that signed to Jackson State last year that couldn't play this year, they're not going to ever suit up for Jackson State because they come into Colorado. All of those four and five stars that were committed to HBCUs or committed to Jackson State, yeah, they also going to Colorado. So... It wasn't really an HBCU. It was Dion. These kids wanted to come play for Dion. He just happened to be at HBCU. That's all going to change now because they're going to still follow Dion and go to Colorado. There's a good point that there are going to be a lot of people leaving. To be fair, he did also tell his team in uh, after the game, he was like, listen, a lot of you think you're just going to jump into the portal. Come talk to me first before you think about doing that because I don't want you guys to have a rude awakening. So it's kind of both ways. He told his guys don't do it and he told Colorado people, listen, this team is one eleven. So um if you don't if you don't got what it takes to be here, just hop in that portal now because there's not gonna be a spot for you come season. No, that that I did like because that's like classic Dion. Only dogs gonna play. I mean, listen, I, I I was trying to keep up with a lot of the stuff to see, like, what he's going on. I wanted to see him because, I mean, listen, his son's running social media and he's putting stuff on the YouTube of, like, <laughs> obviously we saw him when he was leaving, when he was talking to the new guys, like, touring the facilities. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. I was ready. I was I got four years of eligibility. I was like, do I need to go to Boulder and try to walk on real quick? Get a little Coach Prime time? Hey, get in that portal. I might have to, I mean. I was, I was like, listen, I like what he's saying. Like, 
And it's, I mean, people can be upset about the way he was talking to people at Colorado. I was like, listen, this this is a one eleven team at the end of the day. Like, it's just a real talk and a real conversation. I feel like I'd rather appreciate that than thinking like, you know, you're going through spring ball and then try to make it to the fall and then realize like you're not that guy and you're not going to be there. Yeah, I heard I heard people talking about it and they're like, he's coming in saying this day one without even like assessing the roster. And I'm like, it's one eleven. What we need to assess? Y'all is trash. You play in the Pac-12, not the Big Ten, not the SEC. You won one game in the Pac-12. I might not need nobody on this team to stay. I don't know. I was um, I I'm not gonna say that I was surprised by it, but like there, people just had some really strong takes and dislike about him leaving. And I understand that you know he was saying you know he's swag and that you know he was gonna help build up the like HBCUs and how he's proud of it. And I don't think that's changed. I just think like he said, coaches either get terminated or they elevate. And this, I mean, he won, he, no, not that he didn't want to go to Jack state, but he wanted the FSU job to begin with. Yeah. So he was always trying to go power five. And when he was walking through, uh, when he was touring Colorado and like looking at the facilities, like, I mean, he was like, this is crazy. Like yeah. we, we didn't have anything close to this at Jackson state. I mean, he gave like part of his salary to help renovate Jackson state and like get things into working condition. I mean, yeah, like he did a lot down there. Like you said, there's a lot foundation that's been built i just think it's also like hey jackson state whoever you hire next needs to be a guy like you need to keep this going they absolutely need to keep that going hopefully it's someone off of his staff but i got a feeling most of that staff is going to end up in boulder because kind of like he said at two years at his seminar they don't have like the hiring or the spots for coaches as a power five would down at the hbcu level so he'll need his staff plus more at boulder so I got a feeling most of them will also be making that trip out there. Um, he's definitely got some hate. He's got some backlash. Some people think he was a sellout. I think it truly depends on like what you were looking at this for. I think everybody had in their mind he was going to leave. But most people thought he'd do four or five years. Most people thought he was going to stay until his sons at least graduated. Because you got to look at what this does to Jackson State. Which, again, I'm not mad at him making his money going to a bigger platform. I think he'll do great things for Colorado and run the pack. The issue is, like, Dion leaving, not only is he taking, like, all those star recruits, the five-star he got last year, Travis Hunter, a lot of the fucking transfer portal guys that came to Jackson State, the D-lineman, O-lineman that came in from Power 5. He's taking their two best assets. Their best defensive player, well, the linebacker's a dog, but he's graduating. He'll go to the league. His son is safety, the best defensive player they'll have. And then the best player in the SWAC. You leaving means the best player in the SWAC is also leaving HBCU. And I think that's what they mean by, like, he showed them what they could be, but now he's about to empty the cupboards. Because everybody who's any any a, a damn worth of good, yeah, they're going to end up off that team and in Boulder. Because the transfer portal is too easy. If you got a shot to even be a backup, you come into Boulder. Because coming to Boulder is going to increase your chance of going to the NFL than staying at Jackson State. And then the cover is bare. Because you took the best player, not on the team, the best player in the conference. Probably the best HBCU player out is now leaving HBCU. I got I got two things for that. First, did you see the... Uh... It was like a source from Colorado tells a guy like 200 recruits in the past like 12 hours when he first got announced or like trying, like hitting him up, trying to see if we can, you know, make their way to Colorado. Yeah. Uh, but also I saw some talk that uh, I think Shiloh's the safety. Yeah. That like him and Dion are beefing right now. And like he might not leave JSU because like he was at South Carolina. He didn't like it, I think, because he didn't like being at a PWI. He's really close with like the band and like the drums, uh, drum team and all that. And like, he doesn't necessarily want to go. So that would be very interesting to see if he doesn't end up going to Colorado with uh, Shador and, you know, Dion. Shiloh is always his least favorite kid in every weekly update. Um, <laughs> outside of that, I don't think there's any way Shiloh does not end up out there in uh, Boulder. I think he'll finish his time. But I think he'll end up up there. If I'm being honest, his daughter's gonna end up in Boulder somehow. Oh yeah, she was she was on the yeah. I seen that, and I was yeah. She gonna end up playing ball at Boulder now. She also leaving Jackson State, hands down. 
I think what I was thinking is like the most interesting is like how fast are his kids allowed to get in the transfer portal and get out there? Because it looked like Shador already making his way out to Boulder. <laughs> well, he since he started at Jackson State, I know that's not an issue. Like he can just transfer. Um, I know there was talk that Shiloh might have an issue because he transferred from, uh, you know. So yeah, he went from SC, Power 5 but, to a mid-major. They might try to make him set out to go back up to Power 5, but I, I don't think they will with just how crazy the transfer portal has got now. Yeah, well, there was also – yeah, because apparently for some reason, like if you go from uh, a Power 5 to like a mid-major, like they were saying, that doesn't count necessarily – I think it's like similar if you go to Juco, you know, but I could be wrong. But also they were saying he's like four years in, he's only like two years of eligibility. So he could be like a grad transfer. And there's also a thing if your coach leaves, you can transfer. So I don't think it'll be an issue or he's just getting an exception. Like he's a big fucking name. Like you don't want to cause issues. Yeah, no, he'll absolutely be on that squad out there, man, in that defense. Um, I'm not going to be so it's, I think the thing that's going to get tricky, not tricky, that's going to make Colorado a real, like, force faster, you still had to sell people. First off, you were only really recruiting, like, black kids, if we're being honest, to come play at Jackson State. Not only is it Jackson, Mississippi, which is super black, but it's Mississippi. It's rural for the city being Jackson. Outside of that, it's rural. And it's, excuse me, HBCU. A lot of white kids, star or not a star, don't want to do that. You're not going to have that problem now. His access to players just grew. It's going to be a lot easier to sell kids, one, not to go mid-major and HBCU at that. So now you're telling them, hey, come play in the Pac-12. You'll get to play teams like USC, Oregon every year, and we're going to beat them. That alone, selling points going to go through the roof. Transfer portal is going to go crazy. Some of those – he's definitely going to get some of those big – some of those big white linemen – O-linemen, linebackers, things like that, that he wasn't able to, like, lock down at Jackson State. Yeah, it's not going to be a problem for Boulder. No, I mean, they got so many, like, the facilities are crazy. And think about, like, everything he did down at Jackson State, just connection-wise, like, putting people on, like, I mean, think about what he's going to be able to do at Colorado. Absolutely. And it's a blank slate because they've been so bad for so long. You can almost tell any – transfer that's got pit playing time that you know can play yeah you come out here you're probably gonna start yeah he's he's gonna be fine i mean i was looking at his contract because he got like what i think it was reported like 25 over five years yeah. and then it was like the yearly incentives are like 150,000 for six wins and then a hundred thousand for every win over so it's like he already has such a low bar and then he's just like if he stays for a couple years like you know they're gonna be in a bowl maybe in the playoffs because it's getting expanded who knows like it's oh, not yeah. going to be an issue. Win the Pac-12 and you're straight. And doesn't USC leave? Isn't USC leaving? Yeah, we go to the Pac. We go to the. It'll be Big Ten or Big Twelve in like a year or two. Yeah, yeah. The Pac is about to be Colorado's. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I can't be mad at it, though. He's taking care of himself. He's taking. I mean, he's taking care of his assistant too. Like he, like you've said earlier, like they just didn't have those resources and fun to like pay even his assistance there probably had fucking mike zimmer coaching defense yeah like come on like that's crazy it'll be interesting i'm i mean it's it sucks because i mean listen i'm following jackson state every week i'm getting fucking alerts i was watching the uh swag championship the other day on espn like Dion's making moves and you gotta you gotta respect him for it taking care of himself and others absolutely um quick Quick football talk, though. Eagles win uh, dominating fashion against the Titans. A.J. Brown goes off. Um, but on the same day, you know, Jimmy G goes down with a foot injury, but it might not be serious. Cowboys have a f- crazy fourth quarter. The NFC is interesting right now. It truly is. Um, I saw Atlanta lost to the, the Steelers, which is I – didn't, I didn't love that for you guys. I thought it could have been a, a nice, easy win to stack for you guys. I also thought it was going to be. Um, but, again, that's the type of team we are. <laughs> Um, do you see the Rams claim? Oh, we talked about it. Yeah, Rams claim Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah. That's something. Uh, yeah, I still think he'll be a backup to whoever they got now. But at this point, it's like a throwaway. Their season's washed. They're like, what, three and nine? Yeah, I was like, I mean, I guess. I guess they were just like, we just don't want him going to San Francisco, even though, 
I mean, I'm sure if he was there, they would have claimed him, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened. Deshaun's back. Um, I don't think he had a good week. No, he played like shit. The defense starred, though. Yeah, I mean, playing the Texans, that's going to happen. Um, the Vikings squeak out. Dude, the more I watch the Vikings, the more I'm just like, this team is such a fraudulent 10 and 2. Like, they really just win these games barely by the skin of their fucking teeth. It's true. But it may, you know those teams that win a bunch of close games. That's how you win in the playoffs. You familiarity with winning close games. So I can't tell if they're going to be bad or good. That Cowboys game was an embarrassment, but everyone lose a doozy. Yeah, Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins did not. Tua didn't play great. Like, I mean, I don't know what to make of San Fran. Um, I think it's just that defense is full of dogs, man. Absolutely. The uh, AFC playoffs will be fun this year because there's a lot of teams that I think are very close in like in talent. Yeah, no, AFC is going to be fun. Even though, dude, what is, the Lions are five and seven, they could make the playoffs somehow. Just want to let that be known. You said they're what? They're five and seven. They could make the playoffs. That'd be like hilarious. Fucking Dan Campbell. Shout out to uh, the Commanders and Giants for tying because they're terrible. And shout out to. Uh, Lamar having a PCL injury, he's going to be out. But the Broncos still couldn't beat the the Ravens somehow. The Broncos Russ is so bad. Russ is so fucking bad. Um, shout out to the Bucks last night um, for coming back, but also Chris Godwin's touchdown didn't count, and I'm not going to make the fantasy playoffs now. So fuck me. All right, let's wrap this thing up and do some music and TV recommendations. Um, fuck. TV-wise, I've really not been watching much. I'd say uh, watching uh, this YouTube channel. It's uh, The Cut, but they got the show The Button on there. Love it. Outside of that music, I'd say, oh, that Metro Boomin' album. That shit went crazy. Yeah. Um, On that Metro Boomin' album, that was pretty tough. Um, also, that Nas Twenty One Savage song, "One Mic One Gun," it's pretty pretty fire too. Uh, as far as TV, the White Lotus is pretty good. We're about to be on the season finale of season two, and the last episode it ended with a like a really big gem. So I'm excited for the finale. Um, real quick, what is the White Lotus about? I've seen a lot about it, like people talking about how good it is, but I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's it's like really hard to describe it. It's like a show that is very chaotic. It usually it starts with like a body that's dead in the first episode and then it shows you like how it how you got to that point interesting but it's always chaos all right fair enough um tv wise me and Anna started watching wednesday we haven't finished it yet but pretty good liking the vibes good recommendation by morgan last week thank you um music wise i'm gonna go with give up baby go by peach bit it's kind of a song that i would describe as like when you start a car in the winter and it takes a little while to like heat up, like that's what that's all. Like the first like thirty seconds are kind of trash. Once you get into the chorus and the rest of it, good song overall. And with that being said, we're gonna wrap this podcast up. Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk, No A, Live a Review on Apple Podcasts, Leave us a Review on Spotify, share the podcast with a friend. I greatly appreciate you for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.